Um, to be a Negro, to be a Negro in this country, and to be um, relatively conscious, is to be in a state of rage. Almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth, but not to make no dope. To make a difference. Welcome to another episode of Making a Difference. I'm your host, Kid Making. I'm just here with uh, two awesome people, man. I am meeting for the for, like for the first time in person. Um, very excited um, to meet these two. I was uh, have said previously. I feel like this will be an introduction to some, but insightful for all. I have uh, the Dowsers with me. You all may know them better uh, by their stage names. I have the Kid Justice. That's of course uh, Devonte Dows and. His wife, who is also a performer, uh, Jansen Sky Highdow. So glad to have you guys on the podcast. What's up? It's good to be here. What's, What's up? up? What's up? Man, not too much at all. I just, um, as I was telling them before the podcast, man, I just really want to have them on just um, for nothing else, just, you know, in the spirit of appreciation, man, because they, they share a lot of positive energy as far as, you know, just, you know, like whatever you're doing in Augusta, if it's positive, if it's got a good vibe, like they're gonna share it. Like social media, they're gonna boost it up, man. And I just want to try to reciprocate some of that, man, because they really, you know, have that energy for uh, for making a difference. So I wanted to um, to share some of what they're doing as well. And so that's why we have them here with us today. I want to ask you guys first and foremost, because it's always compelling to me, like when I hear about you know musicians and artists, people in the arts that. You know, we talk about the word collaboration, and we think about it more so as like you know maybe a, a music project or different things like that. But you mm-hmm. guys look have collaborated on literally on kids. So I mean, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just want to ask you guys how you met. Facebook. <laughs> okay, well. Facebook. <laughs> Te- technically yes, but technically no. We both went to Butler. Okay, cool. He graduated 2011, and I graduated in 2012. So apparently. We met at Butler. We had a lot of the exact same friends, but we don't remember ever speaking. Hmm. I apparently wasn't that interested to her at the time. Yeah. So. Whatever. You probably was like, man, whatever. You wasn't paying attention to nobody. <laughs> I mean, I but like was. one of my best friends, because she's like, y'all have spoken in band and everything. And I was like, I don't remember. Hmm. So we ended up actually meeting like 2013, like the year after I graduated. Okay. And this was on Facebook? On yes. Facebook. <laughs> well, because I would share a lot of poetry, and he, you know, would do his music stuff. I guess one of the um, ways how we actually ended up interacting was, you slid your mixtape in my DM. <laughs> yeah, it was my birthday mixtape when I turned 20. But it was the approach that I was like, okay, because most people would just, like, slide into your DM and never say nothing, and he was just like, you know... Not trying to I bother like, you. Hey, like, hey, if you got a time, check out my music. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> and I, apparently I had time that night because usually I wouldn't listen to them. I guess something told me to just listen to it. It was a dope tape? It was really dope. Okay. Yeah, it's a, I can't remember it. Your 20th birthday mixtape? I can't remember it. He it's probably, it's, no, it's probably on my phone or on my computer somewhere. He thinks all his old stuff is trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, so you're. Just critical of, of the stuff that you do? I mean, just in general, or is it just those, just kind of the past, like, stuff in general? I mean, it's probably more, it's like, 
okay, everything I do, I try to make it better than the last project. So if I feel like this is better, then it's like I'm going to have like a distaste for the previous project I did. Like I did a project in 2016 called Return of the Renaissance. And it was a dope project. It had 11 tracks on it from like start to finish. I loved that project. And then when I dropped Focus, I didn't care about that project anymore. Because mm. I spent from December 2016 up until April or May of this year, I worked on I worked on the project Focus. And that's the most time I spent on a project. Just within me writing, going back, adding stuff in, taking stuff out. So now Focus is that project that I'm like the most proud of. That's at the top of my list. And until I make something better than Focus, I still, I like it, I just don't listen to it. I got you. Like, I like it, I just don't listen to it. You don't listen to any of your stuff, man. <laughs> I don't listen to none of my stuff. <laughs> I don't listen to none of my stuff. But the rare occurrences when I do go back and listen to it is like, I'm amazed at myself. Not to sound cocky, it's just like, it's like, man, this sounds really good. And then I go even further back, and then it's like, it sounds good, but it's not here. Right. It's just continuing to raise that bar. Yeah. I mean, that's much. dope, man. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Um, so, yeah, I just went to school together, didn't really rap, mixtape drops, birthday mixtape drops. You guys, how did it turn from DMs to, like, you guys, like, kind of hanging out? Like, and I don't want to get too intrusive, but I'm just... Oh, no, it yeah. wasn't nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> we just, because I would post a lot of... I had a different poetic style at the time. I wasn't the one spoken word. I was just writing, like, different styles of poetry because I've been writing since I was 12. So I would post it on occasion because I had other friends who would write too. And so, you know, we would actually talk about that and talk about music. And actually, like, getting to, like, having really, really good conversations, getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until, like, January, February 2014 that you It was like- after the ice storm. That in 2014. Oh, yeah. Like, so that yeah. was like February. Yeah, it was we like February. We just ended up actually like, all right, well, we should actually hang out. And then so you guys hanging out. You got married 2015, you said. Yeah, we still yeah, talked about that. Man, that's that's awesome, man. And um, <laughs> no, I'm just because, I mean, it's just it's such a quirky, it's a, a, like a quirky story, but it's a fun story. Mm-hmm. And it obviously, you know, I mean, has has worked out for you guys like, beyond measure I, I just feel like you guys I mean just like I said just having known you guys like look haven't met you guys in person like, yeah for I mean, basically 15 20 minutes you guys just like <laughs> job together man y'all, y'all got a good like good collective vibe so just try to I'm all about happiness really and just positivity really in the relationship like I'm not with the we gotta argue and break up and make up and that's exhausting I don't want to do that like I don't have the energy for that <laughs> right <laughs> I really like don't. Your relationship should be your sanctuary. Mm. It should be. Like, the world is already jacked up enough. I shouldn't have to come home and then deal with you, too. People make relationships harder than they need. They really do. Like, people, like, before I got married, because I was 21, Mm -hmm. and all the people giving me advice about, you know, marriage is work, and it's hard, and there's going to be trials and tribulations, and it's rough, and you may not even like each other after, like, the first year, and (laughs) I was just like... Dang, but then like we're almost three years in. I know that's not like super duper long, yeah. but it's more like hey, that's longer than most people. Some yeah, people, some people get divorced after like six months. Yeah, so. true, seen it. But it's just one of those things like it's as hard as you're gonna make it. 
That's awesome. I want to tell uh, I want to tell the folks when you guys like secrets. I think to like you all's dope marriage is video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you know when we're not hogging. No, when you was hogging. Don't look at me. <laughs> what? Well, what? What okay, particular you, game? Okay. Oh no. No. no okay. When Spider Man came out. Okay. I was playing Spider Man from like the day I got home. Like <laughs> as soon as I got off work, took my shower, ate my food. I was playing Spider Man. Right. For like until. I don't know what time until until I went to sleep. Was not much. was not getting off the sticks. How long did, how long did that happen? Because I mean the game, gosh, it was two months ago that game came out. Yeah, I mean yeah. I beat the game in like a week. Like a week. Yeah. yeah, I beat the game in a week, so it wasn't it didn't take that long. But I spent like hours because I wanted to one hundred percent the game. Got you. So I did every side mission. I did every <laughs> small <laughs> little <laughs> detail <laughs> that entailed. So I one hundred percent the game, and then. Well, now I'm back on Spider-Man because the new Game Plus mode came out, and I don't have that 100% by my name anymore, so now I got to 100% the game again on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> you know, all the DLC and coming the out, DLC, too. Right. I would say the DLC, the next DLC comes out on the 20th. Okay. So once that comes out, I'm going to download it, play it, beat it. But mostly she's been hogging it because she's been playing Red Dead. Yeah, it's a long game. I'm almost done. I know it's a long. I know Red Dead. I'm almost done. I know it's a long game. Hogging it. So PS4 is what is y'all. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. um, I'm tickled because this conversation is gonna go so many different places. I hope you know everybody who's listening in like appreciates it because we're gonna talk about video games, Mm -hmm. music, um, look, kids, all that good stuff, man. (laughs) Um, So I'm 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 a a kid kid too. I got a I got a Wii at the crib. Wii U. So Breath of the Wild is my joint. For a long time, and I mean, I can appreciate the DLC, and mm-hmm. it's like you're never ever really done with the game because they're sending new stuff in. So, great appreciation for that. Want to talk about you guys? Um, greatest collaboration, as near as I can tell, is you all son. How old is he? Name? Give us the, you know, tell us tell us about your son. Ooh, Reese Alexander Douse. He is something. <laughs> <laughs> he turned one on August first of this year, so. Still super duper young, still learning, learning how to do things he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, oh, look, way in. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he's chill for the most part until he doesn't get what he wants. Oh yeah, and he's then, had a little temper. Yeah, he threw a pill at me today. <laughs> like he he missed, like it didn't go very far, and then he got mad, picked the pill, and just threw it on the ground, and I was like. Wow, because I told you not to climb over the couch because that's dangerous. <laughs> Such a bad parrot. <laughs> I mean, I could just be sitting down, just chilling, and then he'll just come over and hit me and then just run away. That's kids, man. Yeah. They just do stuff. <laughs> I mean, even when I told him no sometimes, even when I told him no when he's not supposed to be doing something, he'll just look at me like and just wave his arms like he's upset. Yeah, he'll just <laughs> and I'd just, be like, I'd just be like, okay. Like you're scaring somebody, Mr. Two Foot Six. <laughs> I was going to ask, um, because you guys, and I mean, just have a great, a great approach to your relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, how, what was the adjustment like in terms of parenthood? Because you guys are now, I mean, almost eighteen months in. Mm-hmm. So, what was that adjustment like for you all? We had help. A lot of help. Yeah, we had help. Okay. Our like families. Our families helped. Like mm-hmm. my mom, her mom, grandparents. Yeah, you know, we're lucky to have very close knit families on both sides. Oh, okay. So, you know, even like before I was giving birth, you know, we had all that support and hey, you know, if you need anything, we got you and this, that, the other. Like, we're at a point, thank goodness, where it's like if 
we want need to do something like you know you approaching us to this podcast that it wasn't like we had to like jump through hoops to find somebody to watch Reese definitely because our families just adore them yeah. And shout out my beautiful wife, Lauren, man, because she's, uh, she's watching Canon as we speak. So, <laughs> look, which is incidentally the reason why I'm able to also record you guys and do the podcast. So, How's he doing? He's Cannes fantastic, man. It's like, and you guys, I would love to get your opinion on this, too. Marriage for me, because I've known my wife for so long, was, I won't say a formality, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of an understanding that like this is like an evolution of like our relationship yeah yeah whereas parenthood or having a kid just like totally flips the table it like changes everything and so that's what it did that's what parenthood is doing to me now because it's, it's changing so much in a good way yeah but I, I think it's more of a game changer than marriage and it's not to disrespect or um, trivialize the sanctity and the awesome responsibility of marriage mm-hmm. I just think that like raising a kid it's just like that's the ultimate wow. commitment. <laughs> it's an amazing commitment. What do you guys think about that? I agree with you. Like, and maybe it's because of a lot of people's approach to to marriage is just people have trivialized it in like their actions. So I'm looking at people's marriages like, I mean, well, that's great, that's cool, but just you know, having a kid now and like the amount of teamwork it takes and you know the life adjustments we had to make, you know, because we're we were pretty young. I mean, I was 23. He hadn't even turned 24 yet when we had Reese. And we were so used to being able to do our own thing before, you know, being young, wanting to go out and do this and the other. And now you have this great responsibility on you. But we approached it like a team. Like, if he's tired or I'm tired, we can work it out. That's really good. Fonte. I mean, it's basically everything she said, like, if she if she has a performance out of town somewhere, then I'm gonna watch Reese, and vice versa. If I gotta go somewhere out of town, then she'll watch Reese. Or if I'm tired from work, or she's tired from being with Reese all day, then I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna take over. I'm gonna try to calm him down as much as I can, which doesn't work out. But <laughs> but but I can get him to a level to where he's chill by the end of the night. Right. To get him ready to go to bed. In sleep. I'm going to tell you what this reminds me of. Have you guys seen uh, Incredibles 2? Not yet. Okay, so I can't look. No spoilers. I mean, it's if, dope. If, if, like, if you got to, then it's not going to stop I mean, I'm going to watch it. We're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it regardless. <laughs> basically, what happens is is that from, incre- from the first Incredibles to the second Incredibles, you basically see like this role reversal. And so, like, where... I say, yeah, I got that from the trailer where right. Mrs. Incredible is going out doing all the heroics. And, and Mr. Incredible's Mr. Incredible's at home. Right. With all the kids <laughs> dealing with Violet in her teenage age. Right. Jack-Jack growing up and Dash, all of them, so... Right, and that's kind of what I'm... I'm the vibe I'm getting from you guys. It's like, you know, when you're Mr. Incredible, if you will, it's like, oh, well... <laughs> you know, Reese is running around, and I'm, I'm just trying to get them to a point where I could just look formulate and like get all this information together and just different things like that. So, but um, but I mean that's that's fatherhood, man. It's an awesome thing, and you know, it's an adjustment, <laughs> even for me, really, because what worked out best for us right now, you know, is just like him working and me being at home. And you know, I'm in school, and you know, watching Reese, where I was so used to just being out and working before that was a crazy adjustment for me i'd be getting bored <laughs> i'm just like i don't see how people do this all the time i can't wait to go finish school 
that's a that's pretty much my uh, my wife and I. Um, that's what we do to a T. Like I work, I actually work swing shifts. It's, it's pretty crazy. Ooh. But she's at home and she's in school, so it's basically like that. And she like you know watch Slow Man. So, but I wanna um, I wanna transition to the music. It's okay. it's okay, I'm alright right. I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah, and I'ma keep it moving So push it along It's okay, I'm alright I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah, and I'ma keep it moving So push it along As I sit back and I ponder I start to wonder about this journey that I'm on in life through all the trials and the tribulation I'm facing, man, I must be doing something right They say that life is a game and it's gonna get harder with each and every accomplishment But just keep working, don't stop till you reach the end And I promise that it's astonishing But if you want it, then you gotta go and get it If you don't put your all into something, then just forget it You doing all the talking, you should probably cut the chatter Just put your plan in action, that's the only thing that matters To the doubters and the naysayers and the non-believers If they won't push you closer to your goal, you need to leave them You got aspirations, get a team to help you reach them Just keep working, just keep dreaming and believing And you got it, yeah It's okay, I'm alright I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah, and I'ma keep it moving So push it along It's okay, I'm alright I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah, and I'ma keep it moving So push it along Through my ups and downs, I learned a real important lesson I need to stop my stressing and just count up all my blessings Life is too short to stay focused on the negative Let the fender develop more than you will see how nice it is Picture perfect it's picture perfect All you're waiting and wanting Gonna make it all worth it You can't rush the process The image will be obscured Did it turn out the way you wanted to? It better be sure But patience That's all you really need You gotta keep working And you know what practice leads If I took 20 shots And only made 5 and all I still did more than someone Who never picked up the ball Persistence, hard work and dedication What you are witnessing is a legend in the making This music that I create gonna help the sun I gotta raise I won't stop working till I know my family's straight That's my word, yeah It's okay, I'm alright I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah, and I'ma keep it moving So push it along It's okay, I'm alright I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah and I'ma keep it moving, so push it along It's okay, I'm alright I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah, and I'ma keep it moving, so push it along It's okay, I'm alright I'm good, no man, I'm great Yeah, and I'ma keep it moving, so push it along first man because I'm I'm really impressed by your approach to music because I feel like it's your approach to life in general is that a safe assessment yeah I would say my music is basically formulated around my life and my experiences like my family my son my work just the people I'm around 
that's my approach to music is reality. That's a, that's a dope approach. I want to ask you, um, because you're in your last project was focused. How long have you been doing music? Since I was, I've been writing. Well, I started writing poetry in middle school. I had did it for a grade, and then I just started doing it just just cause just for something to do because I enjoyed writing. And I didn't start recording music until I was fifteen or sixteen, so like nine, like nine, ten years. That's what's up, man. So you, so you transitioned well, from um, well, just fifteen, sixteen, seventeen-year-old Devontae was just doing it just cause, just not even taking it serious. I would say like from age, like probably like 18, 18, 19 is when I started taking it more serious. Is like this could really turn into something like this. Like people gravitate towards it. Like this could be something. Tell us about your um your last project. Why why that particular name? Focus. What what, what was it geared toward? Focus um, stands for follow one course until success. Mm. So I feel like my one course. I mean, it's more than one course to follow, but my one course I feel is more gravitated and geared towards my musical talents, my musical abilities. Basically, because people. People gravitate to what people will relate more to music than just reading something or sure. just hearing something. If it's music behind it, people will gravitate towards it. That's why. Uh, that's why uh, when I was younger, my mom said if I could remember my schoolwork like I remember my song lyrics, I'd be a genius. <laughs> that's that black mom. Like my mom said, if, I remember, if I could remember my my schoolwork like I remember my like I remember these rap lyrics, then I'd be a genius. And what I would. I would sometimes even I would write raps pertaining to my schoolwork and I did have a better memory of it because it was something I was interested in. That's fine. Instead of me just reading it line for line in a book, I would just write it into I would just write it into a rap. I, I, I really wish like people understood like the effectiveness. I would even just say like in the in the public in like public education or even mm-hmm. private education, wherever you you know you choose how, however you choose to educate your child is like put some of the stuff to music. Yeah. And like see how effective it is. Do you guys do that with Freeze? Well I'll say we well, we have music playing around. Yeah. He loves music. I have a keyboard in the room. He knows how to turn it off, turn it on. He whenever he feels like it, he runs over to it, turns it on. Starts just playing. Starts banging out notes. <laughs> it sounds good sometimes I'll too. Say, I'll say like, sometimes, okay. it, sometimes it sounds like he knows what he's doing. Or the times it sounds it sounds like he just running back and forth with his feet. I've seen like funny memes on y'all's on, like on y'all's pages relating to that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm sure once we get more like, to yeah, like once probably next year, and I can I can actually sit him down, and he's talking more, and he can retain more. Well, he's retaining energy now. Apparently, he tried to use Alexa today. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't getting he, it. Yeah, he would just like click it and wouldn't hold it. He's like. And looking at the TV, and I was like, "That's not how you use it." But I see you've been paying attention. That's great. That's. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. But yeah, I'll probably incorporate more music or just whatever I feel like he'll gravitate towards. Too is probably gonna be music though. Yeah, because he could just. I was gonna say with you guys, I mean, yeah, it like, like it's just kind of just probably gonna be music or yeah. anything artistic. He loves to dance. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, just. Is it more well? Does he like to dance more so than playing on the keyboard, or is this? It's a it's a good mix of both. Okay, yeah, it's a good mix of both. I was gonna say, man, it seems like it's just one of those things where it just just can't help it. I mean, but it's it's interesting to know that you got started with poetry and then it just kind of evolved into like this thing where you're recording music and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I want to ask you about 
your um, spoken word and look um you're part of a is it safe to call it a troop uh group what what um what would be the best thing to call it i guess you could just really call it a group really. okay it just started as a group of people just wanting to get the city more and travel and you know expose our talents to different places because it's all you can just do stuff in the city all day but if you're really serious about it you're going to have to expand and it was good to you know have people around you that genuinely wanted to see you get better and push you to be around so you could go to different venues and kill it as a group hmm. tell us about the group um name of the group uh you want to shout out you know the shout out the team all that good stuff that's what we're here for well, the group is called Ride Out. It was known as the um, Seven Chakras of Poetry because, you know, just seven people, the number of completion, it just seemed to work out that way. But just shout out to all you guys. I don't want to even say names because then I might forget somebody. And it's just like... <laughs> Dealers whipping up lyrical heroin, vocal adrenaline. The high that you receive simply depends on how we're feeling. Had the audience reeling with the flick of the wrist, whether it's five or fifty or five hundred. We spit our realest shit from the pulpit. <laughs> so go ahead and spit, poet. Take them to church, poet. Let them feel all that love and hurt, poet. Have them snapping and clapping while you bridge the gas in between synapses, perhaps. This is the only therapy the world needs. We are a rare breed after all. Word smiths, word masons, the destination of individuals of the residual population willing to tell the truth. All we need is a booth or this stage to give naked testimonies, confessionals without the pie tray. So watch us pray, amen, hallelujah, won't he do it, preacher, preacher, rectify, promise we won't lie to you, miseducation of a nation, let the teachers come and school you, we can line you something right, open ears, open eyes, open your hearts to the catharsis, provided by artists, take you on a journey through time, like tar is the target, demographic are those willing to be illuminated in times of darkness and hardship, yet we always need to touch those that are the farthest from our reach, these carcasses are prepared for a feast, stack that plate with soul food, I know you're starving, so come and eat, while we spend a piece for testimony, spend a piece and get some money, scribbling on a mission, exposing folks who's acting funny, and the world ain't always sunny, it's the beauty and the ugly, that's the nature of the craft, that's why these stanzas do it for me. Mm -hmm. Because we serve a greater purpose. Yes. The gift of gab and the will to right the wrongs and rights of society is a blessing from the most high. Every simile, metaphor, and line sparkling in the fire of your mind is absolutely divine. Influence of the masses, even if they don't want to show it. Influence of the masses, even if you don't know it. So dust off that notebook, hop on this platform, bear your soul, and spit that shit, poet. But you guys have traveled um, Charleston? Yeah, I just recently went to Charleston. I did because everybody else had went before and during those times, I guess, just being with Reese or gotcha. I don't know. I just never ended up being able to make it. So myself, my little sister, and um, Elbow Washington, who does on Random Elbows um, Music and Media, she went with me. Okay. Just, you know, just to peep out the scene and see how it was. It was very different, but it was still a great experience. I want to ask you about that because I've even watched. Um, it's always an interesting case study when people talk about Augusta and when mm -hmm. people talk about the arts. And I just think 
people's philosophy on Augusta in terms of supporting people here. You know, can you can you build you know a, a career in Augusta in the arts? I know you guys have had varying thoughts on that. We'd we'll love to ask you guys both. You know, what what are your thoughts on that in terms of you know, do you believe that Augusta is a viable place to, you know, build a career, to build a, you know, a music career, arts career, different things like that? Or do you, is it necessary to travel to try to, um, try to build that type of, um, you know, build that type of career? It's a bit of both. Yeah. You have to travel to get your name out, but in doing that, you're bringing people back to your city. Like, if I go out to a city for a hip-hop event and kill it, and then... That'll let other people know, like, yo, what else does the city have to offer besides just this one person? So if I go to Atlanta or if I go to Charlotte or wherever and I do what I'm supposed to do, people will, that'll make people question, like, where does he come from? Hmm. Like, anytime I'm in Atlanta and I say I'm from Augusta, people look mind blown that I'm from Augusta. <laughs> even, I must say, even some people here that have heard me rap when I say I'm from Augusta they don't believe me hmm. because <laughs> yeah, because I don't have the quote unquote typical Augusta sound which I guess is really when it comes to certain vibes music is reminiscent of what you would consider the typical Atlanta sound gotcha yeah. so it's kind of like I guess when it comes to hip hop Augusta really in my opinion hasn't really found it's sound but there is a lot of talent here whether, you know, you enjoy the trap vibe or a more boom bat vibe or something in the middle. Like, Augusta has it all. It's just a matter of bringing attention to that. And that's why it's important when you travel, too. It's even some important to just be, like, tell people where you're from. Like, a lot of folks may go out there and just introduce themselves, whatever, don't even say where they're from, and then it's all for yourselves. I always made it a point when I went out to make sure I said, you know, I'm a spoken word artist from Augusta, Georgia. It was like anytime I go out somewhere, it's like I'm from I'm the kid justice. I'm from Augusta, Georgia. Two hours that way. <laughs> I say that way, just just trying to get them to come to the city to see what to see what talent is here. That's what's up. Because like you said, it's a lot of talent it's in the city. A lot. It's a lot of talent in the city. It's a lot of people that I support in the city. That's I mean that's that's what it's all about, man. Because I do feel like I mean whether it's the Facebook algorithm or like you say preconceived notions. Like, to me, I feel like it's so important just to, I think, within the network of, of this city, of within this area. I mean, mm-hmm. even when you talk about even going over to the Carolina side, it's just like, people are like, oh, I didn't know so-and-so was doing this in this particular area. And then it's just like, that's how you, you know, you're able to build clientele mm-hmm. or build, you know, a following, different things like that. I want to go back and talk about focus um, because I want to try to, you know, in your words, trying to get, you know, what is, what's that, what's that sound like? What? Um, what inspired it from, you know, a creative process from a, lyrically, I already know, I, I already know just by the virtue of the fact, true perfection, you just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but take us through the creative process of that. Originally, Focus was supposed to be, I wrote it as a short film because I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted to do a short film. I wanted to do a short film behind it because that's why it starts off with something right and the hook is distorted and nightmarish. Like that's that's the nightmare aspect of it all. And then you go down the next track of it is like nine to five when it has to it building up, that's the alarm clock waking you up, telling you to go to work. And then it's like it basically just boils down to where at the end of the day, the last the last track, 
the one that everybody resonates the most, push it along, it's okay. Like, that's basically saying that no matter what's going on, like, it's going to be all right at the end of the day. Like, last, it's going it's gonna to be okay. I want to ask you about that, and I want to ask you guys specifically. I want to ask you in relationship to your 9 to 5, and I want to ask you in relationship to just motherhood. Like, how are you all able to juggle, like, the music, which in your, spoken, in your case, spoken word, which is clearly you guys' passion. Mm-hmm. How are you able to juggle that with just so much of what's going on, especially that? Because I can, I can only imagine, like, that clash between, like, what you do to support your family mm-hmm. versus what you do in terms of, like, your music. Like, and I, because that's even a struggle with me, like, with my, like, my, look, not even nine to five, sometimes, sometimes it's like five to nine, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> um, talk about that and talk about that. Is, is it a conflict for you? Do you make it work? Like, I make it I make it work because I have her. Hmm. And you know, like and my job my job schedule isn't that bad at the moment. Before like last, well last year I really can't do anything because last year around this time I was working I was working seven days a week. This time I was working twelve hours Monday through Friday, ten hours on Saturday and eight on Sunday. Man. For like a month straight. So I I had I had time to do nothing right. at that point, but this year, this year has been more. This year has been more eventful for me. Like in February, I opened up for D one in Atlanta, and I've just been back. I've just basically been back and forth between Atlanta, and like I said, it's because of her who allows me. Like now, I get off of work at like two, three, like two thirty, three o'clock at the latest, which allows me to, which allows me the time to like get home get dressed and just hit the road if I gotta go mm-hmm. and if I have anything set up and I know that she'll I know that she'll be home watching Reese or if we can find somebody to watch Reese we both can go it's a matter of communication really hmm. because I mean because I do support what he does I mean I liked his music and really vibe with it before we even really really knew each other hmm. so you know seeing somebody that has that potential and that work ethic and seeing how other people gravitate towards it the opportunities are coming like you could really do something with this and you know just because I am an artist too I know what it's like when you just need to have that time for your passion too like life can't just be like this monotonous well it can but it would suck like this monotonous go to work come home go to work come home I mean mean, that's what some people choose to do is like some people give up on their dreams because they're stuck in yeah. mundane situation or think that having a kid is going to stop think, you yeah, or think that having a child is going to like stop them from going out and doing what they want to do that should be your fuel more than anything to not be in that situation anymore oh yeah like ever since Reese been here it's like I've just been pushing harder to make it happen mm-hmm. the same um, here because I want him to grow up knowing that no matter you what can he, do I would anything. say no matter what he wants to do I want him to know that nothing can stop him from doing it yeah, it's like if you have a passion you can Pursue it, you know. Obviously, be smart about it. Make sure you have something, to, something behind you to support you pursuing your passion. Sure. But it's like whether you want to be a dancer or if you want to be a scientist or whatever. Like, just do what makes you happy. You don't have to live this. Go to school, get your degree, and all this debt. Work a job that you hate for the money. Yeah. Work home, monotony, and then do that until you're ready to die. Like. Life can be a lot more than that. Man, this is a, I guess it's just a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy, man. I say it'll be, you know, um, 
introductory to some and insightful to all. It's been that. You guys, um, I mean, you guys are awesome, for real. Um, Thank you. We um, we didn't really get a chance to get this in, but this is this is why I wanted to do it. Um, where can we find you guys? Work, art, projects, different thing like different things like that. We definitely want you know the listening audience to support. If it's via Facebook, if it's SoundCloud, however you guys do that, we'll start with you, Bonte. I mean, the easiest thing for you to do is just Google my name, and everything will pop up. Just type in the Kid Justice. I'll spell that for everybody because it's. I was yeah. T H E K I D D J U S T I C E. Everything should pop up from Facebook, Instagram. The link to my album that should be the first thing to pop up but yeah that's pretty much how to find me okay and we're definitely gonna um like play that uh throughout the uh, throughout the podcast so people can listen to some of those tracks okay, okay. definitely and uh the easiest way to find me i'm more on as far as art goes i'm more on ig than anything okay. so you can follow me at sky high that's s-k-y-3 h-i i post videos there share my thoughts etc etc or I guess you can add me on Facebook if you really wanted to <laughs> at jdouse I mean can't guarantee you're always going to like what you see but <laughs> like you're gonna learn I'm, I'm there <laughs> I'm pretty friendly for the most part <laughs> I was going to ask you guys um, the stage names where'd your stage name come from well basically I started off as Justice just by itself but if you type that in there's like a whole bunch of other stuff pops up that's not even related to music. It's more towards law and everything. So I just put the kid in front of it because I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest out of my group of friends that makes music. So I'm just, I'm the kid justice. Okay. And me, honestly, it really just popped up out of nowhere, sky high. The only part that I really gave a lot of thought to was putting the three in there. Because one thing that me and him are always talking about, you know, is you know, your triple three, 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 your mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I always want my artwork to reflect. Just me, just keeping my mind, body, and spirit intact and just trying to spread some positive energy. It's really good, man. So glad to have you guys on the podcast. Don't think it's going to be the last time. Obviously, whenever you guys have projects uh, coming out, we're going to share that stuff. Actually, we're making a difference, man, so we get the word out. And like I said, just try to um, continue to keep this thing going, man, not only in Augusta, but hopefully abroad, man, so people can just like, get some of the energy that I've been able to get here just by doing this podcast, man. So love you guys and appreciate you guys. Wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Much love and much respect. Thank you for listening to this episode of Making a Difference. But the movement doesn't stop here. You can follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash making, M-A-K-I-N, a difference. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash making, M-A-K-I-N, a different show. That's the best way to keep up with all of our podcasts and video logs. Love you guys so much. Peace and God bless. The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place will not be televised.